Hello and welcome to Paranormal Hotline. Come in, wipe your feet, take the weight off your socks. Paranormal Hotline is a weekly podcast concerned with the creepy, studying the strange and noticing the unnormal. My name is Oshin and I am joined by my co-ghost, Kaylee. Hello. Uh, I'm back from Denmark and with me I've brought a load of bruises, but that's what I get for fighting people with swords and spears. <laughs> I'm only just in the door and we're headed out again this week. On this episode, I'll give you one guess, Kaylee. Where, where we're headed. The hint is somewhere in America. Oh, oh boy. Uh, well, I actually have to guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. America. I'm going to say Ohio. <laughs> West Virginia. Oh, man. <laughs> I was so far off. <laughs> it's nearly always Ohio, man. Nearly actually, always Ohio. Yeah, it's nearly yeah, yeah. always West Virginia. It is, it is, but they're both like next to each other, aren't they? They are. They so. are. Yes. They kind of, I feel like West Virginia leaks into <laughs> Ohio a lot. Yeah, and I, I think in a roundabout way, it might feature in this story. Oh, nice. Um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember if I wrote it down in my notes or not, but I did remember reading Ohio. I hope you know I'm so, waiting uh, for the frogman to be in this story now. Okay, well, um, I hate to disappoint, but um, <laughs> Machine, prepare for disappointment. You're always a disappointment. Uh, it's not the first time I've heard <laughs> it, and it's not the last. <laughs> it's sort of, yeah, it sort of is our home away from home, this West Virginia. Yeah, I feel like we um, actually need to go there at some stage. <laughs> we just talk it, about it, it all the time. It has to be on the cards. Yeah. Well, this is another reason, this episode, by the end of it, I'm pretty sure. Do you think there's a reason that everything gets put in, in West Virginia? Is there like a land border between East Virginia and West Virginia? And when you're crossing it, they like hand you a manual of cryptids and you're so like, good luck. <laughs> they hand you a gun do, and, a, and a manual. <laughs> Off you go. Do you think like uh, if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're just walking and you cross the state line without no- realizing, you just feel like a shiver down your spine and then you notice something staring at you? <laughs> the Bible and your glove compartment spontaneously <laughs> combusts. <laughs> Open flames. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's for a bit, you guys, I do know it's just called Virginia. There is no East Virginia. You could have convinced me. If you told me there was an East Virginia, I would have been like, all right. <laughs> well, there is, but it's just called Virginia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a while back um, we did an episode about Kings Island Amusement Park which is a haunted amusement park but it, you know, still open in operation yeah that's terrifying I want to go there though it would be on the road trip I think it'll be on the road yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cursed road trip <laughs> and um, we did that episode more or less uh, well last year when we were about to head off to uh, different not haunted as that we know of amusement park in Spain and I was trying to think of if we did any other amusements since then but I don't think so no I don't think so uh, we had planned on going to Tato Park which is haunted by a giant potato which is exactly yes. what you'd expect from an Irish amusement park but we didn't yeah. get there in the end <laughs> the the chips were down Oh, but um, this episode is about an amusement park, by the way, Kaylee. Um, also, I dear listener, that's not a spoiler. Uh, you've read the episode title. Yeah, we didn't go into any other amusement parks. We almost went to Tato, but we didn't. But we did watch all four wreck movies. Yeah. So we have to go back to Portaventura. A terrifying Spanish horror franchise. Very, very good though. I would give them my wreck amendation. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it like we did and just watch them all over In the course the of a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make an event of it. Call it the Reckoning or something. Oh, that's good. We should have made like t-shirts and shit. That would have been cool. We should. We should. 
Today's topic is maybe a bit more in line with what you would imagine when I say the words haunted amusement park. This one is not in operation, it's abandoned. So let's get our tickets and get right into Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. In 1926, a fellow called C.T. Snidow opened an amusement park in Princeton, Mercer County, West Virginia. It was quite popular with the people around and the families of the coal miners who lived in the area. It was all happening down at Lake Shawnee. They had a Ferris wheel, swing rides, racetrack, concession stands, an ever-important dance hall, speakeasy, and cabins for it to stay over. The lake could be used for swimming and skating on in the winter. The next year, in 1927, the lake was divided and a concrete-lined swimming pool was added with a 100-foot slide. It's all happening. I realised it actually, by description, sounds very much like the Tremor Amusements. Oh, God. <laughs> Here in our hometown. Um, so make make of that what you will. The the, the Tremor Amusements are also haunted, but uh, yeah, the, that's a the actual, story for a different time. The actual ghost train is haunted. Oh, my God. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. Somebody, like, multiple people have died on that ghost train, and it's not even, like, a, a particularly extreme roller coaster. It's just like a little thing that no. you just go around in this little cart and things pop out it's at a you dark and scream ride. at you. Yeah. It's a dark ride, yeah. Uh, and it's haunted. By the 1950s, the park had become home to one of the largest concrete swimming pools in the state, as well as hiking trails, a golf driving range, a gun shooting gallery, and 16 cottages and cabins. Sounds like a bit so, of a mistake, but yeah. <laughs> a mistake? To have like a, a shooting range out of, out of I mean, fun park. I mean, Tremor also has a shooting range, but they're air guns. Yeah, but like, with real bullets that can kill people? I don't know. I, I cannot speak for the level of gun shooting. How, how rooty-tooty, point-and-shooty they are. Yeah. I can't <laughs> it's speak It's West Virginia, man. You know the answer to that. <laughs> so while the park was quite popular, it was getting increasingly marred with tragedy. A series of deaths led the park to being closed down in 1967. The first mysterious death was that of a boy. His mother dropped him off at the park one morning, and when she returned that afternoon, he was nowhere to be found. After searching the whole park, she found the boy's lifeless body floating in the pool. Oh no, that's like every parent's worst nightmare. I know, right? I was getting chills re- reading it, uh, reading and writing it, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm not even a parent. How did nobody else find him? That's what I want to know. How did the mother have to come along and find him? That, that's just how the story goes. Uh, actually, some sources say that he was actually had his arm stuck in the drain or an outlet valve, which makes it so much worse. That is a lot worse. God damn. That poor child. The owners of the park filled in the pool with sand to prevent any more drownings. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have Patreon, and that's a great way to directly support the podcast. And you'll gain access to our Discord. We are always chatting and posting stuff about and in between episodes. That's over at www.patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. We are on social media, and if you are too, you should consider following us there. On Instagram, we are Paranormal Hotline, and that's where we post pictures from our adventures and investigations. On Twitter, we are Paranormal HL, and that's also a good place to get in touch with us. Finally, you can help us out for free by rating it wherever you listen to it. Don't forget to subscribe to it if you want to get it as soon as it comes out each week. Now, the most reported death occurred in 1966 and was the cause of the park's closure, according to the owner of the now derelict park site. So the swings, you know the type, um, they go around in a circle, and then like centrifugal force swings you out in uh, in the seat. Yeah, like, yeah. Like chair planes. Yeah, I a hate picture, those things. I, oh, they freak me out. I've never been on one, because I just picture myself flying off of it. So here's a, here's, a, here's a pic of them as they are now in the park. That's the actual one in the park. Yes. That's a, I can tell you right now, that is a death trap. 
But except you know what? It's not one of the ones that go up into the air. You know those ones no. that go really really high up. And speaking of Tremor, our local uh, amusement park, <laughs> that one got stuck in the sky once. And it people did, people yes. were sitting there for hours. <laughs> Do you remember that? Was that was only a couple of summers back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't trust those things. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't re- I trust maybe a, a low level one. I don't even think but, I would um, trust one in a good amusement park. Like no. Disneyland, I don't think I trust it. That one's got that seat has a little baby doll sitting on it. That's Ah uh, yes. No, don't like that. That, that. That'll that'll come in handy later. Lovely, lovely. In 1966, or sometime around then, because there's various sources, a young girl, maybe aged 10 to 12, was riding on the swings. A soda delivery truck was backing up and moved into the path of her seat, and she died instantly upon impact with the side of the truck. Oh my god. That is horrible. It is bleak. Kind of because how well this, this, this one was known... It's led to kind of maybe the start of the haunted vibe of the park, started off legends, etc. The park then was closed in 1966-1967. In the 1980s, a man by the name of Gaylord White bought the derelict park. He had worked in the original park when he was younger and he wanted to reopen it. So he bought the site and he started getting it going again with his family. Cursed. The old rides had been sold off when the park closed, so they set about getting new ones. The family wanted to get a Ferris wheel and a swing ride, as those were kind of like the iconic rides from the original park. So there was a strange happenstance when they were getting a swing ride that was similar to the original one. Chris White, Gaylord's son and co-owner of the park, gave the following account to the Registered Herald, a newspaper, and he called it an interesting story. We found a swing in New Jersey, loaded it up and brought it back, he said. When we got here, we ran the serial numbers and found it and found it was the exact same swing that no. used to be here. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> no, yep. that is so cursed. <laughs> what yes. are the chances? I mean, what are the chances? Jeez. The so, exact same one. Like, oh, that's crazy. So they got that together. They got another, uh, the Ferris wheel as well. Not the same Ferris wheel, the new Ferris wheel. And they got some smaller rides, kind of kiddie rides, flat rides. And they set up a stage and then they kind of ran the park for three years. Uh, in 1987, on the 4th of July, they had a big, like, big event. They estimated over 10,000 visitors came. Like, they had, like, a mission was a dollar in and they had, like, 24-hour music going. That's pretty Seemed cool. like a good time, good time. America's very good at those kind of things. Like, you know, like the state fairs the fair. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, we have nothing comparable no not really even like the most kind of like oh get out there lads and do something is probably St. Patrick's Day and even that like at most is a parade which will last all of half an hour yeah but even the St. Patrick's Day parade is originally American yeah the first one ever was like in New York I think so it's kind of something that migrated over to America and then (laughs) came back over here but yeah yeah, nothing as big as like even their sports events and stuff in America are just insane compared to here in 1988 then they had to close the park because insurance prices got so high they couldn't operate it yeah I wonder why and they're this this, (laughs) I'm still looking at the picture of the swing thing and I'm like holy god would you like would you like some more pictures yes please I want to have more nightmares tonight because there's one of uh, the Ferris wheel and it doesn't get much better. Now, in oh. fairness, it's, derel- it's derelict at this point. Yeah, so, but like uh, even just looking at the structure of it, like it's it's <laughs> held together with like paper clips and elastic bands. Yeah, these are definitely, uh, these are not the big ones you get nowadays. 
Yeah, that, that one looks a little bit better because... I don't know, Ferris wheels just kind of look like that. I know it's like old and rusty and stuff, but it looks... Although I don't like how close it is to that water. I feel like if, <laughs> if it comes <laughs> off, it's just going to roll straight into that water. There's the two of them. There's the two of them together. Oh, uh, That looks like something out of Fallout now, to be honest. So White, not wanting to waste the site and the land, he hosted fishing tournaments and began work on a track for the sport of mud bogging. <laughs> what in the name is mud bogging? Have you never heard of mud bogging? No, never. Okay, neither had I until I researched it. It is a motor sport. Basically, you drive your souped up pickup through a track or a pit of mud and whoever gets the furthest wins. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I would be up for... These are my kind of people. Fishing and mud bogging or whatever. It's called. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good day out. Minus we the murder... Like- Ferris wheel <laughs> like uh, on the high level like they have like these nitrous injected pickups has anyone ever tried to ride the Ferris wheel through the mud <laughs> that I'd watch <laughs> I don't know <laughs> B- it's big wheels big wheels yeah, help with the mud exactly more traction or whatever <laughs> while digging the track they uncovered artifacts that uh, hint at a darker past to the park oh my god no no wait you're telling me that somebody was like mud bogging and they found like body parts or something right I'm going to do a quote here now. Jesus Christ, this is so dark. Imagine like trying to pull your wheel out and there's like a skull underneath it or something. What the? (laughs) We were bulldozing and we started finding artifacts, White said. We found arrowheads, pottery and pots. So we stopped. We said, this is pretty interesting. Let's get someone out here and see what we can do. A team from Marshall University, White said, spent several years at Lake Shawnee uncovering artifacts and graves. Wow, several years. That's a long time. Yes. They stopped digging when they started finding kids' graves, he said. Oh, my God. Adding, the experts say that they believe that there are about 3,000 bodies buried there. The what? only thing they can... 3,000 yeah. bodies? This is a mass burial, basically. Well, but, like... Oh, what the hell? <laughs> there has to be, like, some historical event that caused this, right? The only thing they can figure out happened was they got some kind of flu or something... And to protect the rest of their tribe, everyone except for the kids and elderly left. It's sad, but Marshall thinks that's what wiped out this Shawnee tribe back in the 1700s. Jesus Christ, that is grim. This place is dark. The place was literally built on a Native American burial ground, but if like, you would excuse the trope. Not even like a, a regular cemetery burial ground. This is like a mass burial ground for children yep. and elderly. That's like the worst of the worst. It's the worst thing you could ever be digging up. There had also been a local story about Mercer County's first white settler, Mitchell Clay. He and his family set up there in 1775 on Shawnee land, it seems. Archaeologists believed that the remains that they dug up had been there long before settlers moved west. There's a lot of vague accounts of what happened with Mitchell Clay. Um, There is a grave near the site as well for his children. Uh, The vague accounts are that the Native Americans killed two of his children, Tabitha and Bartley, and then they captured a third, Ezekiel. Then Clay formed a posse and chased down the natives. In some accounts, and this goes back to what you said, at the very start, they fled to part of Ohio. Oh my God. Maybe. Um, They had a standoff. There was bloodshed. Ezekiel was burned at the stake. It all sounds wild to me. Yeah, that is a bit nuts. It all sounds wild to me there. Um, And it's kind of like potentially washy accounts of the whole thing yeah Um, more than likely so wikipedia has six deaths at the park listed or well not listed but 
it mentions six deaths at the park but not directly cited I could only find accounts for the two boys that drowned and the girl so I'm wondering like you know, is that number including these three uh, children as well yeah I and wonder kind of young, young adults and a, the 16 year old like actually um, registered deaths yeah uh, so I'm not too sure there it was kind of vague other accounts mentioned that their settling of the land in the first place on Shawnee land was quite destructive and that this attack might have been retaliatory anyway this all bleeds into the belief that the land is haunted by the spirits of children the natives the clay family and the park deaths so the white family decide not to challenge fate and out of respect they leave the burial ground and the rides intact instead of further developing the site yeah that's in the mid to late 90s Gaylord his wife Jewel and their son Gaylord Jr they started doing like campfire stories around Halloween um, and haunted tours onto sort of the hauntings in the area this is bound to be interesting I'm so curious as to who's who's been seen Gaylord reported experiencing a sense a sense of being touched on his shoulder or arm as well as an unexplained presence during his time working there his son had this story to share dad was on the tractor mowing the field and he kept feeling a weight on his shoulders he didn't know what it was so one day he felt the weight and he turned around and the little girl from the swings was there she was in a ruffled dress and she just appeared he wasn't scared but the only thing he could think of was well if you like this tractor so much I'm going to give it to you. So he got off it and left it sitting there. It's still sitting where he left it in the late 90s. What? That's pretty cool. Yeah, so the whole kind of approach that they have now is quite respectful, um, which, you know, you love to see. Yeah. The girl's swing, like you were saying with the picture with like the dolls and such, her swing is marked by a red ribbon, although it's said that she sometimes prefers another swing where there's an owl ornament hung on it. It said on a still day, the owl seems to move in a non-existent breeze. I read one report where they watched it shaking and spinning on an otherwise still day. That account also said, Curiously, the owl will often stop in its tracks, falling limp as if someone hit a switch or as if a child dropped it as she moved onto other toys. That freaks me out. Uh, like, I've seen videos online before of, like, kids... And they're holding like a toy. I've seen multiple mm-hmm. videos like this where they're like holding a toy or something, and it looks like something has grabbed the tr- toy and tried to pull it off them, like another kid fighting with them for the Whoa. toy. And Whoa. stuff like that freaks me out. I don't like that. Yeah, no, that's it. Again, it's like the, the creepy child factor. Yeah. <laughs> the boy who drowned in the lake is reported to wander the park, preferring an area to the front where he can welcome and perhaps warn visitors. I read that there is a white pinwheel on a ticket booth next to the lake and kind of that's like his thing to move when when asked or you know when investigated yeah again when there's no wind according to the newspaper article when the discovery channel filmed white says one of its investigators got stuck in the old ticket booth and went into such a panic she had to go to the hospital in princeton she couldn't get out and she was yelling for help he said it was a push door and she was pushing so people getting locked in doors i wouldn't do well no god no like like i i wouldn't classify myself as you know claustrophobic like I don't mind getting in a small spot but we even get stuck in a small spot yeah that's a different story that's totally different like it's when you get trapped somewhere that you really realize how actually scary it is to be trapped in something especially something small so a ticket booth wouldn't be the way to go like no that's tiny <laughs> it's like uh it's like in the uh Enfield haunting when the the spirit tried to block the door with the dresser yeah like no that's not cool the Ferris wheel that was there and the Ferris wheel that is there now uh, wasn't related to any of the deaths. But there has been some rep- some reports have an apparition sitting in the number 10 seat. You can see sometimes. Gaylord passed away in 2010 
and his son uh, Gay Jr. passed away in 2013. Jewel and her son Chris, they run the place now. Uh, they run it with some help of volunteers. They do what's called a dark carnival every Halloween instead of the instead of the campfire. Uh, it's a larger scale thing, so you can book to visit, uh, and you can book the uh, and you can book to visit during the rest of the year. Looks really cool. If we ever do get to go to West Virginia, we should stop by. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really neat. The article in the paper is from 2015. That's when they were changing their plans to this kind of dark carnival approach. And it says this. Jewel White says she was worried about her husband and oldest son might not be happy with the changes last year as they were opposed to changing anything about the Halloween, Halloween campfire week. An image was captured inside a bus her son used to work in, however, provide, uh, proved to her that he was there and okay with it. And security video of a Ferris wheel safety bar unfastening in the middle of the night while no one was around showed her husband was there as well. He was very, very particular about the Ferris wheel, she said. He was always worried about the lock, so to me, this was him. He said it was okay. It makes me happy, she said, watching the video with tears in her eyes, just so glad to know that they're here. Even though I already knew it myself, I have this so I can prove it to others. So there's a nice closure there for her. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I was reading on the site, uh, their website, there was a visitor note saying that they could see a face in the background of a photo they took on the bus. Probably won't post it. Ooh, I love spooky photos. Now, I I couldn't necessarily pick it out, but I think... (laughs) I... I kind of see it, maybe. Was there anybody in that bus? So there's someone in the bus. Right, okay, thank right. God. Because so, if that was the ghost, I'd be like, I know, that right? is the clearest ghost picture I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 my 14-year-old son wanted a picture in the driver's seat, and so I took several shots, and so did my husband. Let me see. Can I, can I guess where the ghost is? Yes, you can try. Is that the face next to his face? Oh, ho. I can see it. I can see it pretty clearly. The nose, the mouth, the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Now there so, is clearly a tree there as well. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I I was hard pushed because I I noticed the tree first. Yeah, but I can but, definitely uh, see like a face there. They were saying it, it appears over his shoulder. Yeah, that's and pretty that's cool. It it's a cool picture yeah. to have. And if it was me, I'd be absolutely delighted. If I, I thought it was my dad, you know. Or the the son, I think it was in the bus. But anyway, another one says. Um, and again, there's no picture to go with this one. But someone else said that they took a picture in the school bus, and again. Another face. Uh, yeah, over over in the corner of the photograph sort of thing. That's really cool. Or there was like a figure sitting next, next to them. It's cool when something like that happens a few times, you know, because there's like a, yeah. a few different pictures of it. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I, re- I remember when we were uh, on Spike Island and we found the uh, the strange occurrences in the photographs we took. Yeah. And we blew them up. There was the weird lights in it, wasn't there? Yeah. That was odd. I still don't know what that was. That was odd. No, neither do I. So what do you think, Kaylee? I mean, it's a rather interesting place. It's pretty damn cool. That's really, really interesting. I wish it was closer so that I could go visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, It'll have to be on, on the list for the someday, hopefully. I don't know what it is, but like whenever a place has like lots of history of horrible things happening. Like you said Spike Island there. It's like, you know, Spike Island's history. Yeah. There's so much suffering over the years. And I think it just like, it charges the place. Even if you're not like... Mm-hmm. If you're not somebody who believes in the paranormal or anything like that, and you go to a place like that, it's there's a strange energy in the air. It's a yeah, it's an un- unusual experience. So I definitely would love to go and visit this place. Yeah, even if that energy, like even if it's completely a, a psychological thing, and like you know, it exists in your head because you have a knowledge or you have memories. Do you, you know, think still... like? Do you think 
If you went to a place like this and you didn't know the history, that you would feel odd going there. I would definitely feel odd. Like, even if you didn't know anything about the bodies or the death or anything like that, you think that if you went to a place like that, you'd you'd sense it nearly, you know? You'd kind of... There'd be a, a uneasiness in the air. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, sometimes you get that spooky places, you know? Yeah. Some places are just spooky. Yeah, they're pretty spooky. Yeah, this place looks spooky as well. Yeah, but that, you, that you lends get, a hand in it, right? <laughs> but sometimes you can get a vibe, you know? Yeah. You pick up on things. Yeah, it's really cool. I'd love to go visit. That ghost picture is terrifying. <laughs> it's it's scary, even if it's like somebody yeah. pleasant, <laughs> or like when they were alive, and then you see a ghost picture of them, it just immediately becomes sinister looking. Yeah. But uh, that's really cool. Really, really cool. I can't believe I'd never heard of this place before. Now it's going to have to go on the bucket list. We're going to have to spend like yeah. four months <laughs> in America to hit all these so spots. Just m- move to America briefly. Yeah. <laughs> go on, um, what's the word? Sabbatical. Sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sabbatical, go chase ghosts. That's the dream, man. Uh, that's all we have time for this week. I'd like to give a shout out to our new patron, David. Welcome aboard. If you like the podcast, suggest us to your friends and family. We'd appreciate that. If you have any personal ghost stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast, send them in to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any stories that you'd like us to cover, send us an email or shoot us a message on any of our social media and we'll get back to you on it. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.